Welcome back, man. NBA Bubble Edition Part 4. Appreciate y'all tuning in, man. Genuinely, genuinely do. Um, so look, I'm just going to go off the cuff, so this might be a little while. Uh, more than welcome to hop right into the pod if you want to. But obviously the NBA, a few days ago, they stopped playing. Um, the Bucks decided to boycott their game, their playoff game. Um, I think that's the first time in NBA history that's ever happened. And the reason they were boycotting was because of the Jacob Blake shooting that essentially happened in their backyard, but also the fact that police brutality is against black people is continuously happening, and they wanted to raise awareness. So, so one, um, I'm black. <laughs> I've been black all my life. I've been black for 22 years. And a lot of these athletes I look up to. And obviously when I brought this podcast back, I mentioned, hey, look, I'm going to talk about things that are important off the court. And I have a small platform, but for those dudes, man, to to understand the level of position that they have, the ears that they have being young black millionaires to be able to have access to white billionaires and to be able to use their platforms to change, man. Shout out those players. Shout out those guys, man. Because that this is what it's about, right? This whole narrative of shut up and dribble or just entertain us is done. Basketball, football, any sport is now completely intertwined with everything that's happening socially. And for good reason, you know, because a lot of the, the people that we look to to be in charge haven't done their job and don't really give a fuck about doing it. So shout out these dudes, man. Shout out these players. Shout out these guys for for raising awareness, for using their platforms, and for encouraging people like myself to continue to get into positive conflict and continue to push narratives that you believe are great. I mean, I was. this is Friday morning, August 28th. Um, this is 57 years ago to the day Martin Luther King delivered the I Have a Dream speech. <laughs> you know? Like, how wild is that? 57 years ago, my pops, my dad is 60. This is a lifetime ago, not even that that he delivered a speech and people think that racism is eradicated and it's not and and we're still going through it and as a society we still have so, so much farther to go. So um, in this pod I talked to the homie Jesse, man, Jesse Hope, my man from Denver, I met him overseas in Europe last year and it was a really, really cool conversation um, just about what's going on socially with the NBA deciding to boycott his initial reaction to that kind of where do we go from here? I mean, it was really just us spitballing and trying to figure figure that out and just having a, an organic conversation about it all. And then also, you know, we talked about later, he's a big Nuggets fan, so we talked about the Nuggets and the Jazz and how underrated that series has been. Uh, some European players taking over the league and also the other series. And, and then, too, what he's been into uh, as well throughout this whole COVID mania Um so it was a really interesting conversation. I hope you guys enjoyed. Before we hop into that, obviously I mentioned again, like this podcast is going to be used to push shit that's not happening on the court only. So with that being said, I wanted to talk about something that one of the pillars and, and the leaders in the NBA is doing, and that's LeBron James. And he started a campaign with him himself and around thirty-two other athletes from all different uh, different sports uh, called More Than a Vote. And I would encourage people to to go and look at it. 
for one or two reasons. One, you can check your registration status to, f to figure out you know, what you have to do to get registered to vote for the upcoming election, but also they have information about uh, signing up to become a poll worker, um, being able to, to work at the voting booths, and I think that's an important thing that he's doing. Obviously, a lot of these poll workers are older. A lot of them are not going to be able to work this year because of COVID, and not just, obviously they're in a, a community that, that you know, is, is um, affected by this more so than young people like ourselves. So the fact that he's pushing that, trying to get more young people to become poll workers is a really cool thing. So I'll put the link in the description um, and, and you guys can check that out if you want to. So we're going to hop in the pod, enjoy it, really stimulating conversation. Um, thank you. Thank you to these NBA guys, man, because we've been talking about a lot of this stuff for a really long time and the fact that you guys decided to boycott a game and, and raise, raise awareness for something um, not just police brutality but systematic oppression of black people and trying to figure out too what are the next steps what are the action items behind this and what can we do to change so shout out you guys man shout out the league again as always shout out the players shout out the leaders in the in the league shout out my man Jesse for stopping in on Zoom shout out Zoom <laughs> and also shout out those WNBA ladies man who were social activists on a very large scale and who've been doing this work for a really long time and haven't gotten the credit they deserve for it. So I appreciate you all for using your platform as well. And thank you so, so much for showing this world what leaders look like. Without further ado, man, you guys enjoy it. And uh, thank you once more for tuning in. Late night. Hey, look, let's check it out. We must make the pledge that we shall always march ahead. We cannot turn back. There are those who are asking the devotees of civil rights, when will you be satisfied? We can never be satisfied as long as the Negro is the victim of the unspeakable horrors of police brutality. We can never be satisfied. The Milwaukee Bucks have decided to boycott Game 5. You see the tweet right there. Sources tell ESPN and Woj is reporting that. We're just getting this news in right now. LeBron James, basketball superstar and activist, is setting his sights on energizing black voters. We are more than just athletes. We are more than just uh, shut up and dribble. James is teaming up with other athletes and entertainers launching a voting rights group. More than a vote isn't just about getting black Americans to the polls, but also identifying key cities and states to combat voter suppression. All right, welcome back, man. This is NBA Bubble Edition Part 4. Got the man Jesse back on the grind, back on the Zoom. Uh, I appreciate you, man, stepping through and hopping on and talking about hoops a little bit. Appreciate it. Happy to be here, man. Absolutely. So as we look, man, I, I, uh, I think I hit you up maybe like Monday or Tuesday. I think I was like, yo, man, let's, let's, let's hop on the pod and talk, talk some shit. But this was like... You know, the way I thought about it, I'm like, all right, we're going to talk about Donovan Mitchell and Jamal Murray going back and forth and, you know, Nuggets Jazz, you know, Lakers probably advancing, Luka going crazy. But the league literally um, stopped, you know, last night, uh, yesterday. And 
for a good reason, I think, that for, for it to stop. But, like, what was your initial reaction? To, like, where were you when you were like, oh, shit, this is, this is happening? I think I first saw it because uh, I, I, did, I did a lot of daily fantasy sports, FanDuel, DraftKings type stuff. Yeah. So I get a lot of the news notifications on, like, who's hurt and all that. And I got the notification that the Bucks were talking about boycotting the game. So it kind of started with that, and then the dominoes just fell, and, like, they're not playing, and then the Clippers and uh, Clippers aren't playing, OKC Rockets aren't playing, and it was just it was just kind of crazy to me. But I, I don't know. I, I was kind of hyped to see it in a way. Like, I don't know. I thought it was cool because, you know, those, those videos that have been circling around, dude, it, it got my blood boiling. So I'm, I, I was supportive of it, man. Like, of course, we want to watch basketball, but this is bigger than basketball. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I mean, it's it is bigger than basketball, right? And I know for myself, man, like I was, uh, so I was in the crib, and every time I turn my TV on, it just goes to NBA TV. Like that's the first channel it goes to. <laughs> um, and I wasn't, I didn't plan on watching the Bucks and Magic. You know, I just, for me, and I've said it before in the pod, I was like, I know the Bucks lost game one, but you know they're gonna go and win the series in five games. So I had no intention to watch it, but the, you know, obviously when I turn my TV on. And it says, or I just see the magic people, I, you know, and they're just literally warming up. And the commentators, like, you know, the Bucks haven't come out yet. Um, nobody really knows what's going on. There's word that they might boycott uh, because of um, the Jacob Blake shooting in uh, Kenosha, Wisconsin, like, you know, 40 miles down the road from where those Milwaukee, where the Milwaukee Bucks are. And um, it was – Again, like you, like you mentioned, it's bigger than basketball. But for me, it was like, man, are they really going to do this? And I think that was, that was the thing that, that I talked about, you know, like other people, like, yo, they should really just, you know, stop playing basketball for a day or for a week or postpone, like, the players collectively. Mm-hmm. But I didn't really think they would do it, you know. I mean, shit, this is their livelihood, you know. And for me, I'm like, that's a lot to ask dudes to do that work their asses off to get here in the playoffs and, some of these dudes might never be back here. And for them to just stop playing, uh, to send a message, I was, I was surprised to, to see it. And um, was surprised, too, that, to be quite honest, that they actually continue to play. Um, you know, obviously, like, these young cats, man, like, you know, these dudes, you take them on the basketball court, you know, they, sh- they look like, you know, me, right? They're just some random black guy. So I think it was I – was, I, was, I was surprised to see them be like, all right, we're going to come back and play, but I get it. Um, did, you, did you feel the same way? I mean, obviously, like you mentioned, like all these killings and the crazy shit we're dealing with as a society for, you know, 400 years, honestly. But, like, did you – were you like, oh, shit, they'll probably come back and play, or were you kind of surprised that they did that? Uh, I, honestly, I kind of thought they were going to come back to play. I, I figured – once the first set of games, like that was Wednesday, right? Once, yeah, yeah Wednesday. Once, Wednesday, yeah. Once the Wednesday games went down, I kind of figured the Thursday games would boycott too, and I saw they were talking about it. And it's just, I think there's so much money on the line, and there's so much like that went into this whole bubble thing. And it's not like it's not a playoff or it's not a regular season Tuesday game against the magic. You know what I mean? Like this is the playoffs. Like 
LeBron, it's some of them, it might be their last shot. I just, I thought there was so much money involved that I figured they'd play, but this was just kind of like a little way to say, hey, we need to talk about this and figure out a legit game plan because the whole, the whole, oh yeah, like we'll talk about it. Let's play, but we'll talk about it. Like that wasn't working. Like there needed to be a, hey, they needed to create a little leverage like the players and get some real things in the motion. So I, I yeah. figured they'd play, but. No, and I agree with that. I mean, too, like there's, there's probably this deal between the NBA and the players, you know, hey, you guys come play in the bubble, but we'll let you do like your social activism. We'll let you wear, you know, different things on the back of your jersey, equality, education reform, Black Lives Matter. We'll, let, we'll put Black Lives Matter on the court. We'll let you be activists. And I think the NBA players, they were like, all right, well, now it's our time to be these activists that you said we, we, we could be if we came down here. And, um, I mean, they definitely, like, shook up the world, you know, to – I mean, you could turn on, like, literally any news channel and they're just talking about – like, I, I turn on the news and they were talking about the NBA and, like, people are, like, hosted whatever news channel they're – they're trying to explain to people like what the NBA bubble is and like what's going on in the NBA bubble. So it's like the fact that this even made, you know, national headlines and can hopefully, you know, push a narrative. And again, too, like they need to have actionable items, right? Like, you know, what needs to be done, what do they want to see? But the fact that they, um, that they had the balls to just literally just look the NBA in its eyes and like, yo, we're not, we're not stepping out today. was, was, I mean, I think whether you whether you agree with them doing that, I think you have to respect the fact that, you know, these young dudes are sticking up for something they believe in. And as, as, as a dude that looks up to a lot of these guys, I, uh, I got nothing but respect for them to do 100%, that. 100%. Yeah. And I think it's it showed you the sense of family and community, right? Like, I know Sterling Brown, like, specifically had an incident happen with him and the police. And I know George Hill was like – really broken up about this whole thing and almost didn't come to the bubble. So I wonder if it was a little domino effect, like, hey, maybe it was those two that wanted to boycott. And then Giannis and them are like, all right, we're with you. And then you see the Bucks do it. And the other teams are like, all right, we're with you. Like, it, it's cool to see that sense of real community and like having each other's backs. Yeah. hundred. And, it, and it's kind of, it's funny too, how ironic it is that, you know, the Bucks had that first game, you know, on Wednesday, mm -hmm. the Bucks versus Magic. And obviously, you know, the Jacob Blake shooting happening and yep. Wisconsin and close, close to their, their home market. And you wonder, you know, if they're at nine o'clock, do, you know, do the other teams boycott or is there a domino effect anywhere there? So the fact that they were the first game and they, they said too, like they caught everybody off guard, you know, the, the damn owners were like, yo, we had no idea that this yeah. was happening. So um, it's unique in that, that those guys had the first game against, against Orlando and um, were able to, you know, push, push forward. Obviously, you know, they mentioned that they're going to resume play on, um, on Saturday, I think. And um, I don't know. I mean, where do you think this? I mean, I because I, I have I have no idea. I'm trying to figure out too. Where do you think this goes um, from here? With you know, because I mean, honestly, like black dudes are dying every day. So for these guys, it's like you know, is it, if, if there's another video, it's like, do they stop again or you know, just I don't know. Like what what happens, man? 
you know? I think, I think it's going to create a little, I think they're going to get some power from the owners. I think they're going to get some money behind them and some real focus. Like, I think it's just going to, it's going to start some more, like you said, actionable stuff. Like it's just, it's just another way of starting that. Like, I think, I don't know, to me, it, we need like police reform, like from top to bottom. I think that's like racism itself is just something that everyone needs to deal with, like personally and their group of friends and their group of family and just try to like, like teach, teach and like preach equality. Like that's something that comes like over time will get better. But like right now, what I think needs to happen is the police reform. So I think that is probably what's going to happen. They're going to get some more money and some more traction and some more bigger names help swing in on their side to, to get that stuff going. Uh, you make some interesting, an interesting point, bro. I mean, you look at these guys to be able to get, say it is police reform, right? And, you know, throughout the country, these guys, man, like Jalen Brown's like our age, right? Like he's like 20, yeah. 24 year old, 24 year old. And these guys have so much, you know, and I heard somebody coin this phrase, like social currency. Like if they say something, like mountains can be moved. If LeBron tweets about something, like people will follow up with what he says. And the fact that, you know, the Bucks, they didn't come out of the locker room. And there's a report out that, you know, instead of playing, that they got on the phone with their owner and they're like, yo, get us, get us in contact with Wisconsin State Legislator. Like this is who we need <laughs> to talk to. And it's like, these dudes are millionaires and they're young for the most part in this league, you know, 60, 70% black, young black millionaires to have access to billionaires who have access to government officials to be like, Hey, my, my, my guy, you know, one of my players needs to talk to you. And the fact that <laughs> they, they understand that power and they understand that currency is, is, is really cool to see. Um, and, and they're able to, to maximize to maximize that and two to be like so young, right. To be 23, 24 years old and, and be like very understanding of what's going on is, um, is super cool. And, and you know, being in that, like, hope, hopefully like young kids can look at that and be like, that's dope, man. Like those dudes are leaders, you know? And again, whether you're it or not, it's like, those are leaders in our society. And that's like, that's America. You, you, you want that. You want people that can stick up for, for what they believe in and, and um, push. So it's um it's interesting i think that um this this bubble for these guys like and i think this is maybe one of the reasons they didn't want to leave is like they had this big platform in the bubble and as soon as you don't stay in the bubble and you go home you go to la you go to milwaukee that platform is no more you know for sure i think that them doing them boycotting the two sets of games, each team boycotting one game. I think it said it, it created a, the buzz it needed to create. Like, I, I think, like you said, leaving it, they kind of lose some of that leverage. But the, the power of, hey, we can end this shit now is almost more powerful than ending it now. You feel me? Yeah, 100%. And, it's, and you know, for these guys too, man, I feel like it's, it's kind of this um, – this feeling and I think this is why they were probably like so tired of this shit and part of it is being in the bubble part of it's being away from your family being away from your girl being away from your your children 
and then something like this happens, like the first thing you want to do is like, you know, talk to your family about this. You're like, be around your kids, hug your kids. And, you know, for a lot of those dudes, they, they weren't, they weren't able to do that. And like just the, the mind fuck that that probably is to be like isolated in, in a, in a hotel room, being isolated on Disney's campus. And you're like, yo, like what the, what the, f I could be anywhere else, but here, you know? And yeah, um, yeah it's, it's, and the bubble obviously gives them a great platform, but it also is minimizes what they can do physically in terms of being like on the ground with people. For sure. Like I know Jalen Brown tweeted, he's like, man, like, fuck this. I want to go protest. Like yeah. I want to be out there instead of stuck in Mickey's room with shitty Wi-Fi. you know, like straight, it's up, just <laughs> straight up, you know, he's like, man, yeah, I guess I'll go golf today. And it's like, I don't want to fucking golf. Like I, I need yeah. to be, you know, in my, in my city, like with my people. And, um, I don't know. It's such a, uh, it's, it's interesting too, like for a lot of these guys and, and to one of the reasons they probably want to go back and play, like, you know, obviously it's bigger than basketball, but like that they don't go back, you know, the owners probably would have every right to just completely shred like next season or shred the CBAs. Are right, you guys don't want to play? Well, we don't have any money. I mean, at the end of the day, the NBA is a business. For sure. So for these billionaire owners, it's like, yo, you guys aren't playing. We're already bleeding money in the bubble. We're not making any ticket revenue from the playoffs or anything like that. We're, you know, we're not selling out arenas. So we're bleeding out anyway. And if you guys don't play, we're losing TV revenue. And, you know, something probably went to those dudes' ears. Like, all right, we can't, we can't do that either, you know, because we're going to lose a boatload of money either way. Yeah, for sure. Like I said, I think them threatening it, is is more powerful than just leaving you know they still they hold on to that leverage and create the buzz and start what they wanted to start so like you said i wonder i wonder what will happen down the future like like you said another video another killing happens and they might do it again you know who knows like it's interesting yeah and i think another interesting thing and in, in it, in it for me i look at it like yo like like shame on our shame on like just our government in terms of like now sports and then like the fucking reason we're having this conversation, like sports and, and social shit going on in the world. It's so intertwined now, you know, yeah. like you can't, you can't escape it. Like you can't watch a basketball game and not also take in some type of social reverence, you know, like even shit, we don't even have to touch in basketball. You can go to football. And I saw the, New Orleans Saints in their in their practice today, all the guys had like Jacob Blake on Jacob Blake on their helmets. Mm -hmm. So, you know, they're making these social, these social uh uh you know statements. And it's like they shouldn't have to do that, you know, like they shouldn't have to feel this burden of like, yo, we have to, I guess, be activists in a way, because nobody else wants to, nobody else in leadership. And like our local, state, federal, like want even wants to make change happen. It's like we have to. It's the burden on a twenty-four-year-old like Jalen Brown to try to figure this shit out. It's like it's, what the fuck. It's crazy, man. Like, like you said, like the bill, like the billionaires, the owners, they have the context, like to talk to the government. But it takes the young black millionaires to get the conversation rolling. Like it's it's just. It's it's the time we live in, man. It's like 
things aren't changing. So we need to change it. The younger generation, we're like, it's time. My dad was talking about, he watched this uh, movie. I forget what it was called, but came out in 1995 with Tyra Banks and uh, someone else. And basically it was all about like this uh, school, this college in Ohio. And they were protesting the same thing, like the Me Too movement, no means no. And like black lives, they were talking about black lives matter and like not having racism. And this came out in 1995. And my dad's like, you could air this now and it would be like completely relevant. He's like, does that mean nothing has changed in 25 years? Like, it's crazy. Like it, it, it needs to happen. Like Chris Weber said, he's like, why not? Like, it needs to be now. Like, if not now, when? Like, yeah, right. I mean, then too, like people have heard like, yo, just wait, like this, not now, just keep waiting, keep waiting. It's like, yo, like, no, now you, now you can't wait. And then you have these, and listen, I don't know all the answers, but I know like what it feels like to, you know, be fucked on because of the way I look or be discriminated because of the way I look and that shit sucks. But I don't know necessarily if that's, you know, we got to change laws or we just got to change people's hearts and minds and this shit. Or you just have to be around people that don't look like you or don't act like you or don't eat the same foods as you, you know, and and being able to realize that's that's cool. And um, I don't know, it's 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 the fact that these young, young dudes and even people in our generation are are um, having the confidence to be like, yo, like that's. That's fucked up. I mean, we both live in big cities. Like I live in Baltimore. You live. You live in Denver. I'm pretty sure you've probably like seen the news on your local network about different protests happening in your city. Oh yeah. And a lot of that shit is led by like young young kids, like 17, 18 year old kids. And a lot of that confidence is spewed from you know athletes and being able to look at guys like LeBron or Cap or. Uh, any of these other guys be like, all right, shit, they can do it. They can talk about this shit. Well, damn, damn right. So can I. And I, that's a really cool thing. For sure. The younger generation is, they're fed up. We're, we're smarter. We're more confident. We know like it, it's time. It's time to make some changes because shit's, it's just going to stay the same with the, the rich billionaire people just keep running it, you know? Yeah. Know. Yeah. No, I mean, and, and me neither, but like, I had no idea. Like, that's why I like having to talk because it's, trying to trying to figure out and just bounce ideas right like trying to figure out how we can collectively just you know figure this whole thing out um i mean just even too like we both went like i met you in fucking germany right like being able to 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 be in such a such a unique part of the part of the world and then traveling to all these different spots and you see like the, the the cool beauty of like different people and the fact that like that's the way it should be like you should be able to not just tolerate people but accept people from being in, in different environments and i think our generation like you mentioned bro like we're we're sick of the the shit and we kind of we just want to see like real real deal cha- change and people stop fucking on people because they look different you know yeah so who knows i mean and i'm glad the nba is pushing the conversation i'm glad leagues like you know baseball hockey leagues like that you're like man these motherfuckers are really you know protesting shit and you know but having the confidence to be like yo this is a big deal you know we need to put down the ball or puck or whatever and have conversations you know yeah for sure um so 
NBA, obviously, like we mentioned, coming back Saturday. Um, your boys, I know you've been keeping up with it, bro. I know you have. <laughs> I know the the Nuggets and the Jazz series, which has been one of the more underrated series. I know a lot of people have been tuning in probably to the Mavericks and the Clippers, you know, even the Lakers and the Blazers because the Blazers being able to, to steal game one. But underrated series, my opinion, has been your, your guys, Nuggets, Jazz, and then the Thunder and the Rockets has been a pretty solid series too. Um, but, and I know what you'll probably answer, but who who pulls this thing out, man, in, in the in the Nuggets, Nuggets, Jazz? Bro. I got I got my nuggets, man. I it's of it's, course, of course. it's been unreal seeing Jamal Murray and Donovan Mitchell just go blow for blow, like going for fifty like nearly every game. There was so so uh the Nugs took game one, right? Donovan Mitchell went for fifty seven, goes to OT, Jamal Murray kinda takes over and the Nuggets get win game one. The Jazz blow the Nuggets out, games two and three. And uh I don't know, man. It's 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 been back and forth. There's so much talent going around, but I, I got my nuggets. I think Jamal and Jokic can hang. I don't know. So I think uh, I think Malone said that like we're seeing the evolution, like Jamal Murray become a superstar, or star, or something like that. He said. Yeah. What's the what's the feeling amongst like you and you know like your friends who are Nuggets fans? This is a two-part question. One, the evolution of Jamal Murray, and if he actually can become a bona fide star. And then two, uh, Michael Porter and the way in which he's been he's been balling, bro. He's been he he uh and I'm surprised because there's a lot of people that have said to me, you being you being one of like being in his corner early. Um, but you know, for me I have to see it. So for him to be able to hoop like this has been pretty impressive. For sure, man. Uh, I think Jamal, he's he's got that thing, you, you know, like like Dame's got it. There's the thing you can't quantify, right? It's it doesn't show up in the stat sheet. Like it, it's heart, you know. He's got that weird like killer in, instinct, man. He grew up in Canada. His his he talks about how he used to meditate and like do push-ups in the freezing that. cold snow yeah. and stuff, like. I don't know, man. We we've seen it. He's a killer. Like Donovan Mitchell's been very impressive, but Jamal's done everything he's done too. Like they they they've been trading blows. I he is growing up. He is becoming a bona fide superstar. Like everyone's like, oh, you can't can't win when your best player is your center. And we've kind of seen Jamal like take take over the reins. And like like I know Jokic is solid. He's our best player. I'm doing quotations right now, but yeah. uh, Jamal Jamal can kind of take over in similar to how Kyrie in Game Seven with the Cavs. You know, LeBron's the best player, but the, you got he's got that something different, man. That point guard killer mentality, and I think Michael Porter. So they asked Jamal in they asked Jamal that exact question about himself, like, "Hey, Malone said you're becoming a superstar. Like, what do you think?" And he's like. I don't know. That's, that's, that's for you guys to decide. I'm just, I'm doing my thing. And it's, it's cool having Michael Porter out here with me and Joker and we're kind of teaching him the ways. And it's, it, it was like, wow, he completely diverted that question about himself being great to, Hey, we like Mike on the wing next to us. And he's, he's been getting targeted. Quinn Snyder's putting him in like 50 pick and rolls a game. He's struggling to guard Donovan Mitchell. He was almost a, He's definitely a weak link on defense, but he's he's got that 
I mean, he's 6'10", and he's a shooter. Like, he's, it's like KD, like Giannis, right? He's giant. He's tall. You, you got to try to teach him to shoot, but you don't need to teach Mike to shoot. He's a true shooter. And I don't know, man. He's, he's young. We're getting to see it the first year. He's definitely got his flaws, but the upside is there. And I think the guys like Jamal and Jokic, they see it too. So it's cool to see it develop. So what do they what do they call that uh that move that Jokic does, bro? Is it is it patented name? Is it got that's the Sambor shuffle, man, where he, where he does like the little Dirk thing. He goes yeah, off of one ankle. He said it happened when he uh he he tweaked his left ankle like a couple years ago, and he had and he kind of developed that shot where he like fell onto his right ankle and did a little step back. It, so yeah, it's the Sambor shuffle. He uh so Sambor Shuffle, huh? Yep. So, um, I was that's watching, what, that's his ahead. hometown, sorry. Sambor, Ooh, okay. Serbia. That's what that it makes, is. That makes more sense. So I was watching that uh jazz game the other night, and he which is really hard. I mean, I was an okay basketball player, but to go to your like shooting shooting hand, dribble and like pull from that side is fucking insane to do. And and to do it off the same foot. Like he was he was dribbling with his right hand and like I don't even know how the fuck he did it to like make it look that smooth to where he like shot it off his right leg and it was like Gobert who was two-time defense player of the year just looked and was stuck like he had no idea <laughs> he had no idea what to do with it um it's cool to see Jokic balling too obviously mm-hmm. like we which seems like fucking 10 years ago bro but we talked like earlier uh, in the hoop season about like him being fat as shit out of shape and you know him being able to like be skinny Jokic and yeah. um, be I mean people can argue but be you know arguably the best center you know in the NBA I don't think that's in question I think he's for Not sure for the best base. center and B's the and B's the the guy that's the that's who they, that's who he goes up against yeah I I think that's that's the debate is, yeah, I think it beats, if you're going to talk about it, maybe Embiid, but I I don't think it's a debate with how Jokic can, the way he affects the game, like his, like the way overall he can elevate a team and run the offense and close things out. I mean, we saw it Embiid, like I know it's, it's different without Ben Simmons, it's tough, but I think Jokic's the best center in the league for sure. I, th- I think Jokic too, bro. It's hard because, I mean, I, he plays in Denver, right? Like, he's not playing yeah. in the biggest market. You know, he's coming on West Coast time, uh, second game of the back-to-back. Like, no casual NBA fans aren't necessarily tuning in to, to watch the Denver Nuggets play. But hopefully, in, in kind of the same – not the same way, but in a similar way that, that Luka has been able to gain, like, this, this – uh, acceptance from like casual NBA fans. I hope Jokic in the way that he's, he's a, he's a fucking unicorn. Like the dude is a center and he play makes and that, I mean, what other center do you know that dude can, he's like, I'll run point guard tonight. You know, he's like, don't worry about it. I'll handle the point guard duties. Jamal, you run off the screens. I'll set you up. And the dude's seven feet tall. He's slow as shit. He's not athletic. And he's, (laughs) and he's able to do what he does every single night consistently. So I don't know. Hopefully, from the from I mean, not you and me, but from the casual fan, bro. I hope he, he gets some some dude, bro. Like dude's been first team All NBA, second team All. He's a he's a bona fide star, bro. He's a 
he's legit. He's stamped, in my opinion, and everybody should say that. For sure. I think it's slowly coming around to, like you said, the casuals and everyone else. It's slowly becoming known, like, Jokic is legit. It's not a fluke. So our, our Europeans, I don't know if you peeped it today, but they, like, had this – I know, maybe lunch or some shit. Like oh, I saw it, yeah. So they posted a little pic. It was uh, Boban, uh, Luka, uh, Vucevic, who's filthy, bro. I don't know if you've yep. seen Vucevic, but he's filthy. Jokic was in there. Um, and Dragic, right? Dragic, Dragic, another dude, very underrated, um, former sixth man of the year. And then there were some other dudes that I, I don't even remember. It was, it was a guy named Vladko Chanchar. He's he's like he's like our our 15th man on the Denver Nuggets. He's oh, like he's one of Jokic's boys? Yeah, he's he's one of Jokic's boys. He's he's oh. our rookie this year. He like okay. he, he moved like to Denver. Him and Yoke play Mario Kart. They speak the same language. He's he's God. another guy. They call him the Balkans, like from the Balkan Sea. He's he's like another uh, a Balkan brother. And yeah, so that's who that other guy was. The, the, the one that guy. no one knows. That's the other guy. So um so we mentioned to so Luka, Luka, who is in this? So Luka, um, Vucevic, and then Jokic, three all-stars, mm-hmm. um, all from Europe. Um, Giannis, uh, you know, from Nigeria, grew up in Greece. Um, Dragic, still, still a, a baller. Um, is the, are the international boys taking over the NBA, in your opinion? Or are they going to get there to where it's like, yo, these these guys are the the guys? I don't know if they're taking over. I think it's just a, a product of the league getting smarter and technology and everything getting smarter. Like, if you're good at basketball, they're going to find you. Like, it doesn't no- matter where you are. Like, same thing. If you come from Atlanta, Georgia, they're going to find you too. It's I don't know if the, the Europeans, the – foreigners I don't know if that's a good way to say it are taking over but I think it's just everyone's getting their fair shake there's not that weird stigma of like oh Dirk was a one-time fluke like the the Euros can't ball I think that's pretty much been squashed now and I think Luca's kind of leading the charge man he's unreal yeah and I mean it's it's not new to say but these guys are just and the NBA the U.S. puts out a lot of talent obviously but these international boys are just so much more fundamentally pure. Like you look at a dude like Boban, who's like, or even Kristaps, you know, seven three, seven four, and they have the softest touch. And I'm a big Bron fan, but he can't shoot a fucking free throw. You know, <laughs> and it's like these Boban comes in, it's just like, yo, it's nothing. Like I got this because I learned this. I learned how to shoot the basketball. Like one, Ben Simmons still doesn't know how to shoot. Markel Fultz still doesn't know how to shoot, and it's like. These international boys are fundamental. Luka, not athletic. Jokic, not athletic, and will still drop 30 every night just because they know the game. They know angles. They just know how to maneuver on the court. So I don't know either if they're going to they're, – they're, they're taking over, but it's, it's cool to see, you know, when you're watching a game and it's like you just have these – they're not just out there. It's like, you know, international players. They're like they're, – they're actual dogs, you know, and dudes you got to – you got to watch out for. I mean, even too, like in the Nuggets Jazz series, I mean, you know, uh, Bogdanovich for the, for the, for the Jazz isn't playing, but he's a, 
dude who averaged 18 in this league, you know, and the dude who's a, re- who's a really good player. Rudy Gobert is another one we didn't mention, but, you know, two-time defensive player of the year. So it's cool to see, man. And I think those guys are on the precipice of, of uh, um, just being – dominant like in in a, in a way that's like yo Giannis is not it it's gonna be like Giannis Lucas League maybe not Zion and Jaws League you know and we're gonna be looking at two international dudes as the headliners in the NBA for sure you know yeah. you know what I take it back I think they are taking over I think I think I think like you said the the way they learn and the the way they take everything into detail and value like everything like team and moving the ball and like you said the shooting touch like I think that influence is kind of – I think the influence is taking over. Maybe not the European players, but it's kind of changing the way basketball is being played, I think. Mm-hmm. And then, too, like the fact that in the, in the NBA now, you have scouts all over the world. I mean, you, dudes, you can, find, you can find guys anywhere now, right? And everywhere. If you can hoop, you will be found, and you, your ass will be in the NBA playing. They'll, <laughs> yeah. they'll, they'll make sure they don't throw you the bag. Um, so, so quickly, bro, I just want to talk about, uh, so a couple of the series that are still going on. So Lakers Blazers, mm-hmm. Mr. Preface, Dame left the bubble. He's getting a nether MRI on his knee. Um, do you, do you see the Blazers pulling out another game or is that all she wrote? So quick little anecdote. I've been, I, I was telling you before the pod, how I've been, uh, playing Warzone a lot and doing some content creation stuff. And uh, Hassan Whiteside actually reached out to me. Somehow he oh, saw one dude. of my stuff. He's like, yo, let's let's play sometime. So Are me you and serious? Yeah, me, me and Hassan have been gaming. We probably played like five or six times for a few hours each. Like we're, we're, we're homies now. Is he and cool, cool, dude? Dude, he's the man. He's super nice. He's, he's great. Awesome. But awesome. he, we were talking that night, the night after Dame got hurt and – what, what was it? They went down 3-1 that night, right? And yeah, yeah, Brown went off, yeah. Yeah, and he was like, man, like, I asked him how Dame, how Dame is, like, what's going to happen? He's like, man, it's, I don't think it's looking good, man. It's not looking good. So, I think they're, I think they're pretty much done, honestly. I think the Lakers are t- taking pretty, care of business. Pretty much, damn, and Hassan Whiteside shout out in the pod, bro. I love you. Yep. I love you. Yep. Um, so Bucks Magic, same thing, same thing by you. Not too much action going on for the for the Magic. All she yeah, not not happening. Uh, Bucks Bucks are taking care of business. The old reverse gentleman sweep. Damn, gotta happen. Um, I agree with with both those you just said. Uh, Thunder Rockets, another interesting series. Like I mentioned before, it's a two two, right? Yeah, two two. Dude, I don't know, man. This goes this goes either way. I like. I think Chris Paul, we were talking about Dame and I said Jamal and Kyrie. Like, I think Chris Paul's got that thing, that killer, the heart. Like, you you look at the clutch time points and the clutch time true, true field goal percentage and stuff. And Chris Paul's no joke, man. I, and I'm not the, I'm not the biggest Harden believer. Like, I obviously you can't deny his talent, but I don't know, man. OKC is going to give them a run for their money. That one's up in the air for me. And I think, uh, you know, Russ is coming back, I think, you know, when they play uh, game mm-hmm. five. So that might be, you know, wild card there, depending on how he comes back, if he's, if he's healthy. But on the, on the tip of, with CP, man, I was, uh, I was just to a podcast with Dame, actually, uh, talking about 
different players in the league that are just in terms of uh, the way they think the game, just above and beyond. And, you know, they mentioned Braun, but, you know, Dane was like, man, he's like, I get why CP3 has just been in this game for so long because he just knows how to manipulate everything. <laughs> like he knows how to manipulate the refs. He knows how to manipulate the coach on the other team. And, I mean, you saw him, like, give the dude a little elbow and hit the jumper, like, the other night. Like, he's yep. he's mastered the ways in which he can do, I guess, the – the shit that you don't see. And, and I mean, he's led like the league, I think this year in clutch points, you know, he's probably going to be second team all NBA. He's, I mean, like you said, dude, he's, he's that, he's that X factor and you always gotta, you, you, you gotta respect, respect uh, CP man. But I don't know either. Like, I think I'm going to say the Rockets just cause I, you know, you got two MVPs, yeah. another one coming back, obviously make it two. So, um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the Rockets on that, but that's very tentative. Um, about uh, about Chris Paul, like like you said, he's got every little trick in the book. Like I mean, everybody is six one, one eighty that wants to play basketball. You know what I mean? Like he's just he's done it for thirteen years and proven it time and time again. He's for sure got that thing. I'm gonna take OKC. I'm gonna be contrarian. We'll see what tough. happens. That's tough. I mean, even just that point, then we'll go to the next one. Like, the dude knew that if you get, you know, if there's a, a warning for your jersey out and then it happens again, like, that's a technical foul. Or like, that. like who, who the fuck in the NBA just knows that, that weird-ass rule? But you know, Chris Paul, he knows how to manipulate, bro. Um, and the next one, Clippers-Mavs, bro. Clippers-Mavs, Lucas taking over. Paul George said he's playoff P and he's coming back to life. Who we, who we taking? Uh, I got to go with Luca, man. I, if you, if you like want to be smart, you go Clippers, like right? But I Mr. like the ball saying, I like that, bro. Yep. Let's go Luca. I like that. I, if Luca does this now, bro, like he just, Dude. he goes to a different, he goes to a different stratosphere, bro. He For sure. Uh, I'm going to take the safe bet. I'm going to I'm going to take the clips. Uh, For sure. I'm going to take Kawhi. I don't believe in Paul George. That's fair. That's very yeah, fair. Kawhi's legit. Move, but, you know, I got to go with NBA Finals MVP on that, bro. But mm -hmm. we'll see. I'm excited. Um, obviously, them playing again. Um, definitely, definitely under, like, really difficult circumstances for those dudes. Difficult circumstances for the, for the whole entire country. But, you know, those dudes, you know, being able to play, a lot of credit to them. Um, and tune in Saturday, bro, because it should – should be should be good basketball. So we'll see. Put on a show. I appreciate you, man, for for tuning in. You gotta shout out your shit though before we before we hop off, Rose. Dudes can uh tap in with you. All right. So I'm I'm doing a lot of Warzone stuff. I'm posting Warzone tips and live streaming Warzone. My name is Grapey. It's G-R-8-P-Y. And that's on Instagram, uh TikTok, Twitch, all that stuff. If you want to do some Warzone stuff with me. Damn, respect, bro. Tell uh, tell Hassan Whiteside to tap him with the pod, bro. Tell him to listen. Send it to him. All right, all right. <laughs> I could do that. <laughs> yeah, bro, for sure. It's, it's, it's always cool, man. Hopped in, did a did a part two of this NBA thing, man. This was this was cool. Appreciate you, man. Yep. Thanks for having me on, man. We'll talk to you. Always. Yes, you the man, dog. You too, bro. That was fun, dude. It's, it's cool.